Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast. The show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is February 8th, 2017, and we have snow. I'm so excited. This has been, I swear, the mildest winter ever and utterly disappointing. I know some of you are like, oh, we had tons of snow and I hate it. Yeah, but if you've been listening to me for a while, you know, that's not me. I like snow. I want to be able to play in the snow. So we got some snow overnight. Not a ton, but it made the roads a little bit dicey this morning, so that was entertaining in some ways. Uh, but now, it's all the roads are clear, and we just have the snow to play in. That is perfect, in my opinion. Absolutely perfect. Now, the downside is, and some of you are going to be like, well, that's the upside, is that by Friday, our temperatures are going to be in the 50s or 60s or something, and a bunch of it's going to melt. So, I got to get out and play in the snow tomorrow. I was not able to do it much today. I did some shoveling which is kind of like playing in the snow for me because I actually enjoy shoveling. Um, but I did that this morning and it was super cold. It was something like the temperature, well, when I checked in the afternoon, the temperature I think was 16 or 17 degrees, but it, the feels like temperature was six. So I don't know what it was this morning. I was wearing my fake Ugg boots that are made like Ugg boots, you know, that actually have that cool lining that keeps your feet really warm and my feet were cold. So it was pretty cold this morning, apparently. <laughs> and my long down coat on and my feet were cold. That's just sad. But anyway, no, I'm very excited about snow. So that's what's going on in my world. I hope everything is going well in your world. Uh, tonight, we are continuing with our Living the Indie Author Life. This is take two. And the author who is joining me tonight is Angel M. And she writes, from what I recall correctly, she writes fantasy mixed with magical realism. But she also happens to have this dog book that is like a comedy or something. She's going to have to come on and tell me all about that. The cover for that was really cute, I have to say. So you'll have to go look up Angel M over on Amazon because I know her things are. She probably has them other places, but, you know, I tend to check Amazon. Like most people, it's just easier to do that. So, yeah, that's what I did. But anyway, so she's going to come on and tell us all about her, her writing, her book, you know, the usual stuff. So let's just welcome her to the Back Portrayer program. Right about now. Angel, welcome back, Porch Writer. Thank you, Corey, for having me. And I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one who enjoys shoveling snow. You know, I love it. I, it hurts my back in the end. I usually have a sore back, but I do like it. It's good exercise. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, it's not the only <laughs> exercise I get. So we haven't had any, so I haven't had to shovel yet this year. <laughs> um, I think this is actually our only second 
I think it's our second snow, but the first one was so insignificant. <laughs> it was just disappointing. I don't no, think I really didn't. had to do anything. <laughs> when you got 60-degree days in January and February when it's supposed to be full-blown winter, it kind of throws you off. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, this is just, you know, not right. <laughs> Well, and like I was saying in the intro, in a, in, on, by Friday, it's supposed to be really warm. We'll have people out in shorts by Friday. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. I'm in the middle. Where, I'm in Nebraska, so I'm in the middle of the, the states. Where are you? I'm in Ohio. Oh, okay. So All we're right. supposed to get snow, but it's just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> where in Ohio? Um, Small town, Toronto. It's on the... It's a tri-state area. I can hit, I can cross over the river, hit West Virginia, and be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in an hour. So we're just kind of like right there. Oh, south, what south. Happened? What is that? Southeast. Oh, <laughs> um, my my parents Not are from day. Cincinnati. Oh, okay. That's what southwest. I have to yeah, think. I, you know, I get lost in my own backyard. So I mean, it's just like I have to think. <laughs> well, my. That. My parents grew up in Cincinnati, and my gra- my grandfather was in on my dad's side was in Dayton, Ohio. So I okay. grew up going to Ohio a lot <laughs> and visiting <laughs> a lot. And then later, with m- my former career, I actually traveled there because I was I was in training and development, and so I was out there working and doing that kind of work. So it was, yeah, I've been there. A little, it's been a long time though since I was in Ohio. Yeah. But yes, you guys get snow, and that's cool. That's nice. Supposed to, we're supposed to we're supposed to get all four seasons, but it's been kind of wonky the last couple of years. See, and it's been like that here too. What's <laughs> going on? You know, this isn't right. I'm not in Florida anymore. Jimmy <laughs> yeah, I left Florida. I was in I was in Florida for a while. I lived in Miami, and I didn't care for Florida. I didn't care for Miami at all. And part of it was around. I really like um, holidays, particularly Christmas. And the decorations, and I just felt like the palm trees decorated just as wrong. That just looks weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a hard time with that. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, people from Florida who really, really love that. I'm not one of them. I don't like that. <laughs> I just think that's strange. <laughs> you know, I want traditional Christmas tree with lights, <laughs> pine tree, whatever. Yeah. Snow would be nice. But, you know, anyway, so we probably should move on and talk about, you know, your writing and stuff, since that's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, really okay. <laughs> All right. You know, so I told you, I just roll with it, you know, wherever the conversation <laughs> takes me, that's where I go. So tell me and everyone else, uh, I mentioned you, you're writing fancy and I know I read, you know, magical realism. The book you have out now is the keeper book one. And what is yeah. the story? Um, it's the first book of the series, and what ties the series together is this magical maze, and what it does is it it lures people in, and then it sends them off-world on adventures that are best suited for them. So, hmm. like, the first book is Gabriel. He's a young man, 21, doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up, can't find his niche, loves adventure, goes up to Maine, gets lost, goes into this maze. It sends him on adventure on another world, which is quite similar to our world. There's like cliff dwellings like out in Colorado. There's rainforests like down in Puerto Rico. And over on this new world, he meets Kieran, who is my bad guy. And 
he's one minute he's like best buds and the next minute he's looking at Gabriel like he wants to cut his throat and mm-hmm. he's almost like the tour guide through this because Kieran wants he's from earth too once and got in the maze and he wants to go back home and he uses Gabriel to get make that come true and the comic relief of the book is Gabriel has this irritating voice inside his head that's constantly talking to him, that he's constantly talking to. And I've always described it as a cross between Jiminy Cricket and Dennis Leary, the comedian, without all the customers. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 it provides like a little sarcastic comedy to the whole thing because he's always bragging Gabriel about everything. But there's a reason for that voice. And you'll by the end of the book, you'll understand why that voice is there, and later on in the, se- in the series, you'll really understand why that voice is there. So Now, if I heard you correctly, you said this maze, when a person enters the maze, they, the maze sends them where the maze believes they should go? Is that what you said? Right, right. Like in the second book, Underwater City, it's a new cast of characters, and Anne is who the maze latches onto, and she loves scuba diving and stuff like that. So the maze sends her to a water world, and she lives out her adventure of a lifetime. And by the end of each book, that adventure for that person wraps up. So you don't have that cliffhanger thing that a lot of series have, Mm -hmm. even though some of the secondary characters will show up in other books down the road having their own adventures. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really yeah. neat idea. So how did you come up with this idea? Um, I, t- I talk a lot to the boys inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds really creepy, but just if you see me out in the grocery store and my lips are moving and all you hear is, that's me talking, having the conversation with that voice. <laughs> and it's just, I thought, what a unique character that would be. Because if I made a, because, it's like almost, it's a secondary character, but it's almost a main character, too, in the book. And it's it's just, it says a lot of that. <laughs> a, lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of this adventure fantasy series has to do with me. Um, I'm the one, I went used to hike. I've hiked the Rockies, the Catskills, all of those mountains. And the scuba diving one, I did some scuba diving. So, I mean, the adventures are a little bit of my own adventures, only made better for this adventure fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So how many, are you, <laughs> how many books are you planning in the series? Um, I'm going to keep going until I run out of ideas. So I, I think I've got quite a few in me. The third book is going to be the LARPers. It's a group of live action role players who actually get to fight dragons. Instead of beating each other over the head with foam swords, they're going to actually go to a world where they're going to live out their adventure. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. a lot of plans. <laughs> a lot of plans. So you wrote something, and I mentioned this in the intro, um, a, a dog book, and it's called Popper to Pedigree. And when I read oh, yeah. about that, it, it, you described it as um, comedy. So what? Oh yeah. When did that? When did you do that book? Um, I just I just wrote that what last year, the year before. I just published published it last year, so I had to have written it the year before. And that came about it because I'm always looking at my dog, going, "Oh man, I wish I knew what you were thinking. <laughs> Can you just tell me? Just give me a thought. Just shoot it out to the voice in my head. You know, let me hear what that is, what that sounds like. And it just it kind of took off from there. 
So who's the audience for that book? Um, I'd say it's good for 13 and older, all the way up. I mean, it's not real childish, but it's, there's a little bit of a love in Hello? Yeah. There's a lot of noise. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's You're good. hitting you. <laughs> no, it's good. You're fine. Um, okay. But it's just it's just me and my dog. Just it came to me, that's her on the cover. And that's the look she gives me every time I groom her. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice if I had a character who could read dogs' minds? And then there's Marnie owns a mobile dog reading business and Aaron is her doggy cosmetologist. And he's kind of flamboyant and has people kind of guessing as to what his his sexual orientation is because he's kind of all over the place. And then she starts dating the, the cop that arrested her last boyfriend. So there's there's a lot of stuff tied into that book. <laughs> all right. So these sound very different. Popper to pe- yeah. pedigree. And then you've got the fantasy and the magical realism. Yeah. So what made you... I guess the first question is, are you going to do any more popper to pedigree type books? Uh, people have been asking for a, a, a two book, and I've already started taking notes on how I want it to go. I've also written a dark comedy about a wife who gets even with her abusive husband that I have to publish yet. And I just, I write whatever pops into my head, and it, my mind is all over the place. So I'll be in probably touching on a lot of different genres over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, then that is a perfect lead into the next question. Then, so when it comes to marketing, how are you approaching marketing? How are you branding yourself as an author? I, you know what, I, I, I'm a total failure at marketing, and you will, you will, you could read about that on my lessons learned page on my website, angelm.net. Um, I really didn't have anybody to tell me anything. Um, Most people I know, they don't internet, and I know that's not a verb, but that's how I explain it. So I just kind of jumped into everything with both feet, and I've been making mistakes along the way. But luckily, the indie community have come out, and they're like, oh, hey, you know what? You shouldn't do it that way. You should do it this way. So I'm kind of, this year, I'm focusing on marketing, and I'm getting help from a lot of those indie communities that bring the books convention I, I mm-hmm. tripped over that last year when it was going on I thought well this is kind of confusing but it looks like they're having fun so when it <laughs> came out for the, I mean that's exactly how I felt and then Angela B. Chrysler put out the call to authors like I think it was October or something I thought oh this is that thing I saw I'd like to get involved with that so I kind of registered having no idea what I was doing because the whole thing looks confusing and I was like I really don't know what I'm doing and I lucked out and Karina Cantus took me under her wing and said well come on we'll do a video (laughs) for beginners so I'm on there stumbling around while she's explaining everything to me and we've done a couple of videos together where she's she's slowly explaining all the events and everything that's going on because it's going to be epic it's going to be massive I'm telling you it's, but it, it's, you go on there, all that information is so confusing. And for everybody listening, the Brain to Books Cyber Convention um, happens pretty much every year. I don't remember how many years she's done it. I participated for, 
for the first time last year. Uh, it's the first week weekend in April, and there are a ton of events that go on for this. So you just need to search Brain to Book Cyber Convention. You go over Goodreads and learn all about it over there too. And as uh, you're learning here from Angel, it can be a little confusing, but I think overall, the people involved, especially the volunteers that are working on it right now, do a fabulous job of getting things organized, especially if you're over Goodreads, everything's categorized, so you can just click on links to go, oh, here's what I'm supposed to do. So it really is great from that perspective. Um, some of the events, like uh, Joe Compton will be doing his live event where he covers it for the whole duration. He did that last year. That was exhausting for him and for people who participated, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, there's a cover wars. There's just all kinds of things. What kind of things are you going to do for the Brains book? Um, I'm doing the blog hop because I just recently started a, a blog that's catered to those of us with short attention spans, and I'm calling it Squirrel. <laughs> so <laughs> the authors have really kind of taken to that, and it's fun. It's short. You don't have to read pages and pages of stuff. But uh, So I thought I'd do the blog hop and get people meeting the authors and having them describe their stuff in as few words as possible. <laughs> now, one of the things that you... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. One of the things you have over on your blog, I got to that squirrel section of your blog uh -huh. from Amazon, yeah. and I thought that was really funny, squirrel. Um, <laughs> but one of the things you have is set your goals according to you. So what prompted you yeah. to write about that? Um, that's part of my lessons learned page. When I started this process, I was... I was stumbling through everything, and I just kind of kept a, a record going, mm -hmm. and I blogged about it for a while, and the blogs, once they go into my archive, they kind of get lost forever, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a page all by itself, and then that way authors just starting out who have no clue like I did can see, you know, where where I did okay and where I really went wrong. Mm -hmm. And I just want them to know, you, you write according to you. Don't let somebody else, you know, when you write something, you write it from you, from your heart, your soul, your mind, whatever. And then you hand it off to somebody and they read it and they go, well, change this, change that, change this, change that. And by the end of it, you've written yourself out of the book. It's no longer you speaking. It's all those people. So it's just like you got at some point you got to kind of stick to your guns and you know write your book, not somebody else's book. So that brings up an interesting point then. So when you're writing your manuscript, who's doing the editing for you? Um, on the keeper, I paid two different editors a whole lot of money to edit it, and typos still came through. Um, the second book. Um, I'm not, I didn't pay an editor. I left, I'm doing it wrong and I know I'm doing it wrong. And I explain this on my lessons learned page is I don't have the financial resources to pay an editor. So I have test readers who I've got five of them and they each come in with a certain talent. Like one will tell me, yes, it's a good reader. Kept my attention. You know, that's my, that's my squirrel reader. Make sure it keeps their attention, keeps it going, they don't fall asleep. And I have a one, another one that 
focuses on the characters, another one that focuses on punctuation, another mm-hmm. one who just tears the whole thing apart like an editor. And then I keep, and then once I publish it as a book, I get a proof and I read it, I tackle any errors, I get another proof and do it again. And, and that's unfortunately the way I'm doing, which is definitely not the right way to do it. But when you don't have any money, you really can't pay somebody. So I fail. I don't think I, honestly, I don't <laughs> think I would say that that's the wrong way to do it. I, I don't, after so many years now of doing this show, and talking with so many different people, not just authors, but editors and publishers and marketing professionals and things like that. I don't think that necessarily. There's an author that I interviewed in the first year who he and his wife edit all of his books and his background is in journalism. His background is in writing. You know, so that's oh, one well, of those they, things I go, well, you know, if you've got the skills They set, have the education, yeah. Then <laughs> uh, you probably are okay, you know. Um, with me, I my editor is actually my father because he is a broadcast journalist. He does communication. That is his background. So it makes sense to use what I have yeah. in my chest to, to make it work. The other thing that I use, and I discovered this um, for myself a year or so ago, is something called Serenity Software. They put out something called the editor, and it's very affordable. And it's a tool that you can get for Word. Um, and you, you can edit all of your, your material. And they originally put this together. It's over 30 years in the making. This thing has been going on forever. They originally, they being the creators of Serenity Software, the editor, um, they're in academia. And they put this software together for people who write research papers, things like that, oh. uh, because there were so many errors. And yeah. sometimes it can, be a, it can be buggy sometimes, but it's a, it is so detailed I love this software. So it's one of those things that if you can't afford an editor, that would be the thing I'd suggest is get the editor from Serenity Software. It's the best thing out there. I know people like Grammarly and some other place things, but this one, just read up on it. Trust me, read up on it. Mm-hmm. And you might be pleasantly surprised about how that might be able to um, help you tweak some things that you need to tweak. It finds everything. <laughs> oh, well, that's just, good. See, this that, is how I've been learning. Yeah. <laughs> This is, this is how yeah, I've been that's... learning everything is I do it one way and somebody says, hey, no, you got to check this out. And then it's just like, okay, one more thing learned. And, yeah. but you, I'm d- trying, you, download their, you just download their software. You can do it where it has the word add-on where when you're writing in, in a Word document, you can immediately correct right there. Or you can do what I do because I like to use, I still use Scrivener. And this year I bought myself a Mac. So now I'm switching to Mac because I want to use another tool and I could only use it on a Mac. So I had to get a new computer, Um, but I got vellum so that I could put my books together. Um, And I had been researching vellum for over a year. And I was like, I just have to get this. This is going to make my life so much easier because it's for formatting and things. So I've got, I use Scrivener, I use vellum, I use this editor software. All of that makes me really confident and comfortable when I'm doing my work. So those are some some things to throw out there for you. So tell everybody what what's coming next for you. Do you have a name for the third book? Because it sounds like you got The Keeper Book One, Underwater City Book Two. Is there a name for the third book? The Larper is book three, and then I think A Family Adventure is going to be book four, but I haven't decided that yet. There might be one in between that. Mm-hmm. So and that'll be that'll be when Gabriel's family comes along to see their son living in the maze and. 
Maze just picks them up, takes them somewhere. <laughs> huh. So. But it doesn't take the, wait, does it take the family to where they need to go? How does it know that? Oh, it'll, it'll know. It'll know. <laughs> Well, it'll, for all the for all the books, actually, it'll know, it'll know where the family needs to go, and for all the books, it knows that person. But there's going to be one book called An Author's Adventure. That's it's not going to know. <laughs> that one's going to be that one's going to be really funny. I mean, I know it's an adventure fantasy series, but that one I think is going to be pretty hilarious because it's going to be basically the maze is going to pick me up. And ship me off somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that one, I'm looking forward to writing that one. That sounds really funny. It sounds like you oh, put well, an element of humor in a lot of what you do. I do. I like I like humor. The Keeper, it's like sarcastic humor. Uh, Underwater City, it's more like slapstick humor. And I'm currently working on a book called Holiday Hell, which is a comedy too. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I like to laugh. <laughs> okay. So what do you have any sort of specials or anything going on right now that people need to know about? Um, well, I have your show today. I have a radio show on Friday and then an online Facebook event on Saturday, which they can all find on my website. I'm not running any book specials or anything. Um, I'm I'm so focusing on promoting and getting my name out there right now. That my books are kind of getting a little lost in the shuffle, but I'm working on it. Well, it's a lot to juggle. Um, two other yeah. things I would suggest for you: uh, check out Bublish and check out KDROI. Those are two things that might you might find really helpful. What was the first one? Bublish. Bublish. B U B L I S H. Bublish. Uh, Bublish dot com. Uh, it's another really affordable way to do some low-key, easy marketing, and then the other one is KDROI, which will help you do your promotions and things like that. Incredibly affordable. I am one of the most frugal people on the planet, so when I'm actually talking about something, it's because I use it and I find it effective. <laughs> well, that's good. If I don't find it effective, I stop using it because I don't like to waste my money. You know, I'm yeah. an entrepreneur, have been for 14 years. I don't like to waste my money. <laughs> so I hear that. Those are two that I, I don't really like. To like. Spend- I don't like to spend money I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I don't spend money I don't have. It's just one of those things. But those are things that those are some things that I did that sort of streamlined some of my marketing to make things a little bit easier. Um, so you might check those out. But I just want to say, Angel, it's been, Angel, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. You are so funny. <laughs> I, now I have to I, go. I have to go check out the stuff because I don't get to read anybody's stuff hardly ever before a show. <laughs> now I have to go and check out some of what you wrote well, and, and, you know, yeah. see if it'll make me laugh. If, if you want a good laugh, check out Postcards from England. It's on my, it's a page on my website. It's my cover guy. I send him a copy of all my books. So my books are over in England, getting it into all kinds of trouble over there with my cover guy's dog, Luna. And they send me back, post, they send me back postcards. So if you want a good laugh, start reading those because they're pretty funny. Oh, that would be awesome. I'm already on the website. So I'll go check that out. <laughs> all right. I'm well, trying thank to keep you so it much. funny. Well, thank you thank for you having so me. This was a wonderful opportunity for us.
Well, and good luck and have a great time with uh, the Brain to Book Fiber Convention this year. I will. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> it will be. See you later. Bye. All right, people, you need to check it out. Go over to Amazon and look for Angel M. You will see the Keeper, Popper to Pedigree, and Angel M's Underwater City. So you need to check those out. I will be doing that shortly so I can see what they're all about. And over on her website, as I said, I was already looking at this, but I'm on her postcards from England. So I'm going to read through that. They're very, <laughs> they're very short. Short and sweet. That's nice. I like that. That's good for me right now. because I have so many other things I have to read. But anyway, go check it out. Give her some uh, indie author love over there on Amazon. If you read her book, give her a review. And remember what I said before, you know, you do a three-star review. That's how cool. That's nice. That's how you felt. I, I can appreciate that. But you know what? On Amazon, that basically means you didn't like the book. So if you thought the book was cool, was average, whatever, that's actually not how it translates in the Amazon algorithm. So please be aware of that. And maybe when you give a three-star review in your write-up, be detailed about what you really liked about the book. What maybe you didn't like, but be detailed about what you did like so people are clear on what your review is. Lately, I've been reading a lot of reviews that people are like, ooh, it's not a review of this. It's actually you just complaining about something. So be aware of that sort of stuff and you know, be honest. Leave a cool review. That's all I got to say. Be honest. Thanks for joining me on the show today. I'm Corey Miller, your host. And, you know, next time, just pull up a chair, Cisco, and write. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackPorchWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.